It is wonderful to be with you this morning in our virtual devotional. One of the things that I love the most on a day like this at the college is being with you, looking into your faces, shaking your hands, and telling you how much I love you. Well, two of those things are not possible with the current conditions, but one is. I want you to know how much President Cush and I love you and that our prayers are about you every day. If I had told you two months ago that church buildings would be vacant on Sundays and that the conference center would be closed or empty for general conference, would you have believed me? Could you have imagined trains with no riders or that main streets in downtown Salt Lake would be almost deserted in the middle of the day? Do you feel anxious and worried that the circumstances in the world today leave you feeling a little like these pictures I took a few days ago, alone? This has been a very different time for all of us, but I want to share with you two lessons that I have learned as I have spent more quiet time at home reflecting on many things. The first lesson is this. Good circumstances do not guarantee righteousness, and likewise, difficult situations do not cause us to turn away from God. On our first day of the governor's mandate to stay home and be safe, I was reading in Jacob 5, his wonderful allegory of the olive tree. One of the great lessons for me from Jacob's comparisons is about the connection between the condition of the soil and the quality of the fruit that the tree yields. At one point in the story, the Lord of the vineyard makes the following comment to his servants. Look hither, behold, I have placed another branch of the tree also, and thou knowest that this spot of ground was poorer than the first. But behold the tree, I have nourished it this long time, and it hath brought forth much fruit. My dear friends, as I have had occasion to talk to you on campus, and you have shared with me your stories, some of which have provided hard situations for you, and with your testimonies shared with me, I see that you are examples of what Jacob was teaching. Righteousness is not determined by circumstances, but rather it is a choice that we make to live as steadfast disciples of Jesus Christ. We can choose to live as saints, walking in faith, even when the soil in which we are planted is not of our choosing and is less than ideal. So, stay, take, so take heart. Know that even in today's difficult circumstances, when things may seem uncertain, one thing that is constant is the promise at the end of Jacob's allegory. The Lord makes this declaration to his servant, referring to our time in the world's history. For the last time I have nourished my vineyard, wherefore I will lay up unto mine own self of the fruit, and the good I will preserve unto myself. We can live righteously with the spirit in our lives and the Lord whose vineyard this is has promised to help us. Elder Holland taught, the Lord Jesus Christ will strengthen you when you waver. He will be your light when it seems most dark. He will take your hand and be your hope when hope seems all you have left. Hope and help from heaven can be ours regardless of our personal circumstances. The second lesson that I have learned is this. Being isolated has helped me look outward for connections with others. In our family, it's President Cush and me, our three daughters, and our son. We have started a group text thread where we share words of encouragement when one is feeling low. 
We exchange funny stories and pictures to lift our spirits. And currently, we are having a recipe contest. And we send pictures of our missteps as well as our successes with a new baking technique. We are connecting with each other every day, and I love it. We have grouped Zoom calls with our children and grandchildren so that we can see each other's faces and catch up on what is going on with everyone. Doing this is fun and helps us feel connected with one another. One of our daughters has been organizing some old family photos and has shared with us some of the gems she has found. We have laughed at some of the clothing choices and hairstyles from years ago, but have also remembered the occasions on which these photos were taken. I have heard from old friends, and it has been wonderful to reconnect with them. I have had more time to reach out to our neighbors and ward members. One dear sister replied to my inquiry of how she and her family were faring by simply saying, thank you for asking. We should act quickly on promptings that we receive when someone's name comes into our mind, because we understand that many times prayers are answered through the actions of another. President Nelson said some weeks ago that as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have the great privilege of ministering, serving our neighbors and providing much needed comfort and assurance. Please take good care of yourselves and your loved ones, he said, and look for opportunities to help those around you near and far. Let me give you some examples of those who have made connections with others and have blessed their lives with kindness. One of our daughters purchased a case of sacrament cups from her local church bookstore, then packaged them into small bags and delivered them to ward members. Another of our daughters very recently moved into an apartment in a new town with her three children. She was in great need of bare necessities and had scoured her neighborhood stores to locate what her little family needed. A friend from high school who lives in another state heard of her plight and sent a precious package of relief. My sister heard of her town's need for face masks and has been using her fabric supply and her skill to sew and donate dozens of these precious items. Some of our, one of our daughters has been busy creating some small watercolor paintings that she is sending to friends to cheer them up and help them know that they are loved. Another sister spent hours lovingly preparing and personally delivering an individual Easter lesson to each of the children in her primary class. Each little egg has a small item inside that corresponds with a scripture about Jesus Christ. People from all around the world are showing kindness as they connect with and serve their neighbors. I could go on and on with examples of people who have lifted others even when their own burdens may seem heavy. How do we connect with others going forward? Certainly there must be something that we can do to lift and strengthen and bring joy to another person. In an interview with the Church News on April 1st, Elder Holland taught that at a time when physical contact is limited, members can rely on technology, such as social media, emails, Skype, and FaceTime. He said, we ought to dedicate a certain part of our day to communicating with people who need a boost. Of course, we get a boost from doing that, so everyone is lifted up. There is no particular merit in wringing our hands about the visit we cannot make or the face-to-face -face present we cannot create. Let's do the best we can. 
My dear brothers and sisters, we can, when we can once again be together, I will look forward to seeing you and telling you in person how much you are loved. But in the meantime, one thing is sure. I never want to forget the lessons I have learned through this experience of isolation and reflection. Righteousness can be ours regardless of our circumstances when we rely on our Savior and true happiness comes when we look beyond ourselves to another and serve each other. May the Lord bless you as you begin this semester is my prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.